Oh, well, you know, honestly, uh, when it starts recording and I think about uh, actually doing this and what it means is uh, I start to pull back. Um, but, well, welcome to episode 14 of Teaching River. Uh, River, you are... Uh, oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. You are four years, six months, 12 days. That's uh, 1,655 days, 39,720 hours. But um, this is not for River. Um, Kelly, uh, you are... 41 years old, 5 months and 26 days. God, you're old. Uh, That is 15,152 days, 363,648 hours alive, and um, several million minutes. Um, I've I've been listening to a lot of music. uh, Right now, this is... uh, I came the 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 title of this episode would be uh, seething in loneliness. Um, I'm sitting here in the living room at 9:05 p.m., uh, feeling as if my heart is being squeezed. I've had my heart ripped out. I've had, uh, you know, a lot of different heart pain, but this is like, you know, just, uh, as if it's draining because, um, you know, I, I'm, I miss you, Kelly. Uh, I miss you so much. Um, the good thing is, is, you know, uh, after several days of being in there, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty clear headed and you're willing to get some help and that's great. And we're waiting on the next couple steps, but the next couple steps just means that you're going to be away from me longer. You know, the selfishness of that, of, you know, I, I want, I want my love back. I want, I want, you know, the woman I care about the most, uh, you know, in my life, um, I say woman because River's a, a girl uh, now. Um, you know, um, I, I, I've been listening to a lot of music, and uh, I would like to read uh, this one, um, as you know, that uh, because there's got to be some something more than lying in the front yard naked screaming at the constellations. I want something more than just an apology to say when I look the world in the eye. I tell you, man, my friend William came to me with a message of hope. It went, fuck you and everything that you know. If you don't step outside the things that you believe, they're going to kill you. He said, you know, no one's going to stop you from dying young and miserable. You're right. If you want something better, you've got to put that shit aside. Um, that's from, from here to utopia, um, from Pat the bunny. Uh, and you know, I've sang that song. Um, I've been singing Pat the bunny since I have it here. Actually, I pulled out my journals. Um, shit, I lost the page. I had it. Um, shit. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Uh, since about, okay. Uh, we're close here. Um, since April 5th, 2018, that is about the 
as close as we're going to get to a day that uh, I found Pat, um, I was writing my fourth step in my journal uh, when I was in bumfuck Pennsylvania somewhere. And uh, I put on, uh, there's a song uh, by Days and Days, uh, Misanthropic Drunken Loser. Uh, and I had some, somehow found that band and I was like gobbling up their music. And, I, and when I find somebody new, I like to pop it into Pandora because then you find like other things like that. And the song uh, by Pat the Bunny came on. Now, this is not something normally that uh, I would do. Um, but, you know, hey, I'm going to say uh, for anybody else <laughs> besides uh, Kelly, even you, River, skip ahead uh, three minutes and 58 seconds. trains roll by my porch and down here where nothing can live and I've been smoking too much cause I am no exception you knew that already I think if you want salvation and you ought to go see a priest Cause forgiveness from those That we heard in this world Never was guaranteed I'm coming home It's late again I'm high as I've ever been You're sitting up you're in our bed crying for a ghost again No room can be as dark or as empty as ours is Cause I'm at home, but I'm not here and I never am Whoa. I wonder how many Friends roll past my house in the night In boxcars they sleep With hearts stashed in their backpacks They'll make California alright A promise from me it's just a lie I ain't told yet And so I'm ready to die But I'm not willing to watch You watch me die here in our bed No, no, no I'm lying down, I've been nodding out Since I don't know when The lights are on you're standing up, screaming at a ghost again Don't let him home, the lion left This house of ours in days But I'm not here, I never am So I just 
just can't stay. Whoa. I'm never coming back from where I'm going My darling, I'm never coming home My darling, I'm never coming back from where I'm going No, my darling, I'm never coming home Never coming home again The reason I, uh, that song is so important to me, (laughs) and I share it because of what it, it's so important because I wrote this letter to, to River. River, my love, I vow to you as your father to chase being clean and living sober like I did getting high. I, Grant Strack, promise not to put drugs or alcohol in my body for one year from April 5th, 2018. I will voraciously try to surrender every day. I will be... Your father, Grant Strack. Now, in that song, there's a very important line that Pat sings. A promise from me is just a lie I ain't told yet. In this journal that I'm holding, I, I wrote that. And to less than a week later I sat down and wrote my fourth step then uh, several days after that I went and got high again the other lyrics in that song um, uh, the the full name of the song is Never Coming Home A Song for the Guilty and uh that carries a lot of weight inside of me in uh, what I do now know uh, is my soul. Um, Pat talks about, um, I'm coming home, it's late again, I'm high as I've ever been. You're sitting up, you're in our bed, crying for a ghost again. Um, that for me, and I think obviously for Pat, is... Um, his loved one crying because he's dead. Um, You know, and that was River, I'm talking to you, that was your mom with me for a very, very long time. Um, No room could be as dark or as empty as ours is because I'm at home, but I'm not here, and I never am. You know, uh, we had River, and 
you know, I, I uh, didn't right away start getting high, but uh, I wasn't home. I, I never was. I was dealing with, with trauma. Um, when River was born, um, I've written two accounts of that night. One, the account that is most poignant with me, um, the one of trauma, um, because uh, River's mom had complication with surgery and it was terrifying and we almost lost her. And I, you know, um, the being handed my daughter and also thinking that being told potentially her mother won't make it and, you know, the, the trauma and that. Um, but for the, what happened was, is I was given this little ball of light um, and I knew I wasn't good enough. I knew I might never be. Uh, I now know that's not true, but uh, I knew I might never be at the time because I was just consumed uh, near every step that got closer to River being born, the more flashbacks I had. And at the time, I didn't, I didn't accept what had happened to me, so the flashbacks were like, you know, extra scary because I was having like vivid moments of things that I went through, but I, I didn't, you know, like, no, 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 you know, and, and not only do those lyrics ring true to the, you know, drug addict in me, but also like the, you know, I was dead. Uh, I was not a supportive partner. I was not uh, a, a, a good version of, of a man, a father, a husband, any of that stuff. I was, I was barely hanging on. Um, and the end of the song, my darling, I'm never coming back. I'm never coming from, I'm never coming back from where I'm going. My darling, I'm never coming home. Uh, that part of the song has meant different things to me as I have stayed sober at first. Uh, you know, uh, it was I'm never coming back. You know, I'm getting high. I'm I'm not coming back. You know, um, then it was. Uh, for a very long time, that was, uh, my darling was, was River and her mother, um, and the never coming back from where I'm going was, uh, I knew that early, I knew that getting sober would bring me further away from both of them, um, and that, you know, maybe I'll never have River back, um, my darling river, I'm, I'm never coming back from where I'm going. I, I've walked a road that has brought me very far from you. And uh, I'm never coming home. I knew that that still means to me this day that, you know, I'm never going to be in a home uh, with uh, River and her mom. Um, I mean, even if we... Uh, you know, in the, in the sense of a, of a home, home, um, you know, like, a, a you know, I'm sure at some point years from now and after things have been healed, uh, you know, and, and all that, um, 
that'll change. But, you know, I'm talking about early recovery going, realizing that I was never going to have a home with my, with my daughter. Um, and, uh, now when I listen to that song, uh, the meaning has wildly changed. Um, I'm the one Pat is singing to. Because when I read these lyrics, I, I, you know, he's singing to somebody. And I've been the one singing the song for a long time. Um, but now I'm getting sung too. Because, uh, you know, when I, I don't want it to sound drastic or, or I don't want guilt to be setting in. But, like, I've been seeing uh, Kelly die inside pretty rapidly the last little bit here you know and again there's no uh shame or frustration or, or anger or anything being put towards you kelly um you know i love and care about you and i will walk with you as as far and deep and long as you need but you know i've been seeing you die inside and 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 knowing um that pain and how vastly deep it can go and how hard it cuts and all that uh you know i've been i feel like i've been crying for a ghost you know um and i take responsibility in that you know um i've tried to uh nudge you i've tried to talk to you i've tried to shake you i've tried to scream at you you know i uh, out of desperation i tried many different things that you know didn't work uh and i take the 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 responsibility of the fact that you know i i'm i definitely know i could have handled it better you know um but i i you know i feel like I, i've just been watching the woman i love the most just just degrade quickly and again i'm not uh pointing fingers you know because we, we, there, there's ebb and flow. And I know that you're going to swing back up. I mean, you already have um, annoying vape pit in the middle of a podcast. Craft. Craft. In the middle of crafting a pod. But, uh, yeah. So... And I'm not going to edit out any of these silences. I'm not going to edit anything other than drop the song in. But I, I've, I've uh, been the my darling. I'm never coming home. Has switched from my not coming home because of my actions to like the potential of realizing that I might not be able to come home because it's not safe for me right now. Being with somebody who's self-destructing and you know for you self-destruction isn't uh isn't life ending for me it is um you know uh and the realization that maybe i've been holding on too long and all of this being said uh this is past tense i'm speaking you know now i i i talked to you this morning you definitely weren't uh the best you weren't feeling very good um and, and I get that. I have to pause real quick and like play some music in my head because they're getting a little loud and um, it's getting hard to decipher uh, the proper verbiage that I want coming out of my mouth. Um, so I need some music. Up uh, oh, and...
then we talked again and uh you know you're you're a little bit closer to the woman that i know that you're you know accepting and understanding and i know you're you're scared of me um or you're you're scared for me uh you know because you're not here to take care of me but i'm doing okay um I, in getting comfortable in my sobriety, having two years and sort of like, you know, letting the noose go a little bit, to metaphorically speak, I kind of forgot how lucky I am uh, because, you know, a, a lot I've been thinking about other people other than me. I haven't been worrying about me in a while. And, um, I had to turn inward for strength in this and I knew I didn't have the strength so I had to reach out and man what a fucking goddamn army came behind I mean it's 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 I'm so grateful uh for recovery because Grant two years ago had nobody nothing I mean I had two people that would pick up the phone you know and now I I had fucking literally 30 to 35 people like genuinely concerned about me and about 15 of them uh every day several times a day bug me I mean you know T-Dog and Berger and Kyle and Cam you know uh 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 George and Fucking, um, I, 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 I regret now starting to rattle names off because if somebody's listening and I forgot them, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, like everybody, uh, came Ed, uh, man, you know, Ed, uh, for a, a former coworker, like, man, what a genuine fucking human being. Um, just stuff like reams of people came out and then like also people that like, you know, that are like acquaintances started you know coming and genuinely giving a shit you know um and it's beautiful um and i wish that i could take those people and and like because i don't you know i i am so grateful like i can't put into words the the amazingness of the people like ryan hedrick who fucking picks up the phone and delivers every time and you know, Steve that helped you in the hospital and, uh, you know, the people that checked on me, uh, to make sure I was okay and kept me going and my parents for just continually and always standing up behind me and helping. But like, you know, the, I wish I could take, like, I don't need all those people. I, I'm very happy and I'm not, I don't want them to stop, but like, I wish I could take half of them and give them to you, uh, to get you to help you because you know like uh these people reinforced me and kept me going and like right now I, i'm home and i'm seething in loneliness and sadness because i miss you obviously you know uh i don't have a a, a purpose at the moment um you know I, the last couple of days, uh, I've been empty and, and emotionally and physically, emo uh, um, 
mentally and all that stuff, but I've had a, had a, a plan. I've had to attack things. I've had to keep moving. I've had to deliver. And then now today, yeah, last night was too, but like I went to go visit you. I had to emotionally be there and physically be there and the drive and all that stuff. And I get home and I just crashed. And like today at work was great. I'm glad that I went back um, and didn't take another day because I think, you know, that helped me mentally. But I get home from work today and walk the dogs and like have a... Uh, because Ron went to visit you and I'm grateful that he did because I needed that breath. I needed that breath so badly, but also it's so scary. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's terrifying because I'm alone in this place, in this home that we built, uh, and it's built for you and me to be next to each other and having you not there and not knowing when you're going to come back. Uh, uh, sorry, I uh, was looking up something for my next point. Um, it's, it's, it's scary. You know, I, I passed out on the bed for a minute and I, I fed myself and just like the other thing is thankfully two people wanted pat the bunny sober coins and that gives me something to focus on that's great but you know i had to do this because um the quote-unquote silence in the home uh causes such a uh loud um repercussion in my head and not having my rock here is scary um you know, and, and I know that's selfish, uh, but it's just the truth. And But I mean, honestly, like compared to Sunday, which I felt the world was falling a fucking part. Um, things are OK, you know, and like now this is just the aftershock of being, uh, you know, after being like, you know, I don't want to say traumatized, but like being like shocked uh, this is the after, this is the aftershock of, of now, you know, winding down, um, and getting back into a normal pattern. And yeah, you know, um, I'm just, I'm okay. I listened to the episode that I did the Sunday night. Uh, and it was, I listened to it at work today and I normally listen to the episodes because I don't edit them anymore. Um, other than the first one, I don't, I, you know, the, I stopped editing them because I have the flow and the pattern and all I got to do is drop in music in the beginning and end and just, you know, make a graphic cause I've, I've got my flow, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking content creator, so I don't need to edit these things anymore. And I, but like, you know, I listen to them once as an editor you know, I publish it, I listen to it as an editor going, you know, uh, go knowing that I won't edit the next one, but in an editor's mindset of what I have to keep in mind next time I record. So I don't have, you know, to improve. Um, and then I listen to it as a audience member, you know, as, as being that I, I'm a content creator and I have to, unfortunately, I, that's so honest. I hate being in front of the camera. I just, I only do it because it's a million times easier for me to do it and edit it. Um, it's a lot quicker, uh, but I don't by any means want to be in front of the camera. It's just fucking 
you know, necessity forces it every goddamn time. And I, um, I don't get paid for it and I need to start getting that, uh, put in in the next job I go to, which I hope won't be for a long time. I I love the job that I'm at, but I, I get a, you know, if I do go to another job, I got to have a clause in there that you got to pay me for my screen time, but I'm rambling. Uh, I listen to it as a, as, as a, an editor and an audience member today. And honestly, it's one of the most beautiful, honest, straightforward truth. And I say that because, um, I, with the content that I said and all the stuff that's, you know, gone on with me, um, I tend to lie to myself. Um, I actively 10th step almost every emotion and, and reaction that I do. That's how I keep them in line and keep on track and make sure that Grant's the one that's doing this and it's not the trauma, it's not fear, it's, you know, so it's very tiring, but I have a system that thankfully Alex has helped me build and, um, and I'm well into the thing, you know, but like I, I, and I don't lie to people. I mean, you know, there's so, so little times that are like, uh, you know, I don't even like white lie that much anymore. Although you did ask me, did I get the dog, uh, food when I went up to see you yesterday? I did lie, but that wasn't an, an active decision. You know, I had it set in my mind in my day that I was going to go get James's food. And I had a thousand things I was doing and phone calls and, thankfully you know hanging out with cam and like you asked me and i was just so tired and i was like yep and like i didn't tell you uh that that wasn't true because i didn't want to you know in the split second i was like i don't want her to worry about james you know um so you know but like other than that like really like i don't you know i don't bullshit people uh but i totally fucking bullshit myself all the time and that was like i was listening to this and i was like where and how did you lose that? Because in the first year of sobriety, it is vitally important that you are constantly, that I was constantly uh, straightforward and honest with myself and probably may have lost it because I stopped writing because I started doing this podcast and it felt that, you know, redundant or something that unless there was something serious that I wouldn't want to release to the world in a, in a long form format, um, uh, you know, like I would put in the pot in the, in the journal and like that sort of grief and remorse and you know resentment and all those sort of uh, early recovery things like and and just emotional things get sort of like worked out in the first year and I got to a, a place of uh, homeostasis and you know uh so I don't write I don't uh, check in with myself nearly as much you know like I tend to step myself but like I don't ask myself if Grant's okay until I'm in a emotionally um volatile state then I totally do you know but like just sitting doing nothing going like hey is grant okay and like i i bet you if i have i'd be like yeah sure you're good dude but like you're not you know and like i i it's just like listening to that i was like i've been i lost self-honesty you know um am i okay am i actually okay you know um that's why i wanted to do this um because of that i i need to watch that talking to you grant tomorrow when you're listening to this or a year from now when you're listening to this again uh are you lying to yourself if you are why once you figure out the why then plan 
how to uh, stop doing that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm definitely feeling incredibly lonely right now, but a lot of that is selfishness because I am so relieved that Kelly, you're going to get help, whatever, whichever path of help that we have laid in front of us, it's going to be help, which is great. Um, and I basically come to the end of the train of thought that maybe I had, I, I didn't even plan or anything. So probably none of this made sense. I don't know. Um, I, I chose not to record it mentally and, uh, and, and just put it in, record it digitally and we'll see if I learned anything from it. Um, cause really like the first step the, the last episode was for Kelly, but this is just for me because I'm not okay. And normally like, uh, if Kelly was here and she was emotionally and physically and mentally okay, then I would be doing this with her. I'd uh, not just maybe in podcast form, but I would just be doing this you know, checking in with her. That's something that we've lost recently uh, as a couple because I feel I can't lean on you, whether that's right or wrong. I feel like I can't lean on you because I know you're not okay, you know? So, like, why am I going to dump my shit on top of you? And, like, there's the argument of, you know, when you're not okay, you reach out and help somebody else. But there's also the argument within AA that, you know, uh, there's a certain point, there's a limit to that. And also there's a certain point where you're not okay to the point where, like, you got to get yourself right. You know, it's like, uh, AA is full of paradoxes. Um that's why I read one of those, that quote of, uh, Pat of, you know, the message of hope. Um, yeah, well, I've come to the end of what I would like to say. Um, that song by Pat, uh, from here to utopia, uh, or I'm sorry, from, uh, uh I'm never coming home is, is certainly, uh, the most important song to my recovery, to my being. I listen to it so often. Um, the song I'm going to end with, Run From What's Comfortable, is I have a portion of the lyrics inscribed on my altar that I go and talk to my godhead. Um, if any of that sounds intriguing but doesn't make sense, uh, read into Rational Satanism and S-Theory and you'll get what I'm saying, but, um, I have that on my altar because it's a, it's a, you know, reminder of how bad it was and how hard you have to stay on track. So I'm going to get, it's a two, two minute and 58 song. And I'm also going to end after that. So, uh, anybody that doesn't, that was maybe listened through the first part and felt that that was painful. Don't listen to this, but because I certainly ain't. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to drop uh, the song on and keep going. But We're going to let the real blood against us. Pray for what you don't want. Reverse theology. I'll pray for freedom, doesn't matter how much I tell you I want it. I'm still getting led around by a cigarette. Or anger, or fear, take your pick. I don't give a shit. And I wish it were true, but to get free, we have to start with the true, I think. 
And if I have to tell you that what's real is terrible, maybe you're in the wrong place. And if I have to tell you that what's true is terrible, maybe you're in the wrong place. I've done horrible things to wonderful people. I've let terrible people stay living. I've looked my family in the eye and told them, leave me to die, or I'll make you sorry you didn't. I've stolen from people who didn't deserve it. I've not helped people who did. I turned away when I knew I made a mistake. Instead of dealing with it, I've wasted good, good chances I've had in this life that other people won't even get. I put off setting things right with Andy, and now he's dead. But if we can stay one inch, this side of dying the most terrible things we can imagine can happen and our breath will carry us forward and we don't have the strength to carry ourselves and we'll get another chance of not spreading misery at least for today and if i have to tell you that we are beautiful maybe you're in the right place and if I ever forget that we are beautiful, I hope you're here to remind me. And if I have to tell you that we are beautiful, I hope you'll stick around until you can see it. Well, I lied. I do have something to say. Um, for me, the lyrics that he says in the first part of the chorus and it changes in the second part when he says it again. And if I have to tell you what's real is terrible, maybe you're in the wrong place. And if I have to tell you what's true is terrible, maybe you're on, in the wrong place. I know in the part of Pat's life when he's writing this song, he is new in AA as in anarcho-communist accepting that he has a problem and trying to actively get help and uh that is the perspective of a newcomer coming into aa and somebody telling them you know trying to break that and then when he goes down to the second part of it to me uh when he says the course again it changes terrible to beautiful it's him accepting you know, that there, there is something else. Uh, and if I have to tell you that we are beautiful, maybe you're in the right place. And if I, have to, if I ever forget that we are beautiful, I hope you're here to remind me. And if I have to tell you that we are beautiful, I hope you'll stick around and see it. When I think of Kelly, um, I mean, you know, to me, I think that uh, uh, this song resonated with me because of the part of I've done horrible things to wonderful people. And, and he's rattling off the uh, he's basically 
what I believe is doing a four step or he's this song is about him doing his four step, like looking back and being like, you know, all these terrible things and all these, you know, that's that chorus is like, you know, you're, you're, you're early in a and everything's terrible and everything's horrible. You know, I'm real, I'm saying this for Kelly, like when you start to get into your trauma and it's like, everything's terrible, you know, it's, it's wrong. I've done terrible things. People have done terrible things to me and, you know, you're thinking you're in the wrong place. Maybe you don't want to walk down this road. Maybe you don't want to do this. And then coming to terms, because for me, I say this to myself all the time, but if we can stay one inch this side of dying, the most terrible things we can imagine can happen and our breath will carry us forward when we don't have the strength to carry ourselves and we'll get another chance of not spreading misery, at least for today. Because for me, the junkie that I am, as long as I'm sober and I'm going forward and I've dealt with the trauma and the pain and I've kept my emotions in check, no matter, it may be a terrible day. As I'm, I'm on the other side, on the other side is death. And you know, terrible things are gonna happen and beautiful things are gonna happen. But I woke up today and I didn't spread misery. So I won. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm.